What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What is up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And you are listening to the Hoopball Nets podcast. I am back with another episode today. Hunter could not make it, but he will be on the next episode. So you're kind of stuck with me this episode. But uh, we're going to have a good little time, even without Hunty Boy. Um, yeah, we got a good little bit to talk about. Definitely want to talk about uh, the Nets' loss to the Lakers, Kyrie being ejected, uh, their Timberwolves game being uh, postponed, and uh, then the game against the Timberwolves as well. But before we get into all that, make sure you guys subscribe to the Hoopball Nets podcast on Apple Podcasts. Download the pod on Spotify. Leave that rating and review because uh, all reviews will get read on the pod. And uh, yeah, if you can follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Nets. You can find me on Twitter at Najee Adams underscore. And we actually do have a few reviews to read. Um, I don't remember the last time I read the reviews, to be honest. So if I read this one before, then I am so sorry. But, you know, you're getting your props again because we appreciate you. So uh, I think I have four new reviews to read. Uh, the, the first coming from someone whose name I can't announce on the pod, but we appreciate it regardless. Uh, it says, best form of nerd quirk. It's only a four star, but, you know, we rock with that anyway. It says, the guys clearly love the team, but don't oversell anything. I enjoy their takes immensely. Wish they had the wherewithal to go daily. That's honestly our biggest uh, struggle when it comes to podcasting, like being having a consistent schedule. I don't know why we struggle with it so much, but it is 100% our biggest struggle. And I'm, I'm with you, my boy. I'm with you, my guy. I wish we could go daily, too. Uh, the next one comes from the ISO and uh, it's actually a two star and so I read all the good reviews so what kind of person would I be to not read the bad ones like I always say I appreciate everything that you guys write whether it's love or constructive criticism so you know I gotta read this one as well so it's a two star it says uh and honestly it's a two-star because of me so i gotta just gotta just take the hit uh he said at first i was pleasantly surprised when i ran across his podcast appreciate that bro then they did a fantasy all-star draft Najee had the nerve to say Bo was better than Kyrie on a nets podcast not that that matters that terrible take makes me wonder if he even watches basketball or if he just looks at box scores even if you dislike Kyrie and his wokeness slash antics i guess he means wokeness but wokeness slash antics uh nobody has ever believed inflated stats beal is better than Kyrie. he does nothing better offensively than Kyrie, and beal no longer plays defense like that since he's taken on the brunt of the scoring load but anyway the podcast seems well produced so i'll give it two stars instead of one appreciate that my boy i basically produced the podcast so uh so i will accept the love 
Uh, I don't even really have much to say on that. Uh, I I will pull my take back. I think Kyrie's better than Beal, but you know, it doesn't. Just a little bit of back end on the show, like when me and Hunter like argue. Those argues are hundred percent organic. So like a lot of the time, like I just don't. I just want to give a, an opposing take. So like uh, if he says Kyrie's better, then I'm gonna go ahead and say Beal's better, just to make the argument for someone who would think Beal's better. Just so the show isn't just us saying, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you too. And so sometimes those takes cause people to get upset, which I 100% understand. People ride behind their takes as you should. And so now nah, I completely get it, bro. Whether you're a Nets fan or a Wizards fan or just a fan of basketball, I get why you'd be so upset. I'm with you though, my boy. I apologize. Kyrie's better than Beal. Uh, and hopefully I can get you to change your view in the future. If not, though, appreciate it regardless. Uh, the next one comes from Fan. It just says, Najee and Hunter are balling five stars. The comment is just good energy. Appreciate that. And then uh, last but least, this was left on April 1st by Doug MF one I feel like you've definitely left a review before. It's I'm 100% sure you have. Uh, and so they just updated it. Great job breaking down the trade deadline and bio market. I'm looking forward to hearing your insight as the Nets roll into the playoffs and chase that chip. We are two right now. It's just me, but I speak for myself and Hunter when I said that we are very excited to get back to talking Nets playoff basketball, especially now that they have a chance to actually go all the way. It would be sick to be covering like the finals and a Nets versus Lakers series and like all things seem to be to be heading to that collision. So if we actually do end up getting there and both teams take care of business and get to the finals, then I'm super excited to cover that. Um, and yeah, that's that's basically all the reviews. But before we get into uh, Nets vs. Lakers, uh, I have to give a huge shout out to my guys over at mybookie.ag. Ever since I, myself and Hunter actually started this podcast, people have been asking us for betting tips. We always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Bucks or Nets, Celtics or Wizards, stuff like that, Rodgers or Mahomes even, when, it, when, when we were back in football season. And I'll tell you what I tell them, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie my bookies rep is rock solid and they've got the best odds contests and promotions in the business they're the only place i trust to handle my nba related bets and you know me and you know that i don't give out my stamp of approval easily to earn it you've got to be the best at what you do and my bookie is the best sports book out there period it's simple you sign up Enter a promo code HoopBall and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. So basically, you're getting free money. I'm telling you, that's crazy. Free money? Who who does not love that? You you put down five hundred. You put in code HoopBall. My bookie will give you half of that. So two fifty. You got seven hundred fifty dollars to work with now. And all you did was put down five hundred. You gotta take that deal. Like I said, enter code HoopBall and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add an extra little bit of excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet bet with the best bet with my bookie and with that let's get into this lakers game uh this was a nationally televised game uh heading into the season this would be a battle of the all-stars with kyrie uh kd lebron ad dennis schroeder even now blake griffin lamarcus aldridge james harden but you know uh turns out that lebron and ad are both out and so all we had to work with was kyrie and kd on a minutes restriction 
Uh, the Nets and the Lakers are honestly keeping it pretty, pretty close in the beginning of this game. Uh, the Lakers were ahead 66 to 62 when Kyrie and Schroeder both got bounced with about nine minutes left in the third. Uh, then the Lakers just kind of blew the game wide open. They went on a 15-2 run to take the lead, 88-71, and they outscored the Nets 31 to 19 in that third quarter, and then 34 to 24 in the fourth. So the Nets could really never just recover from that 15-2 run. Uh, what I think about the Kyrie ejection, uh, it's come out that he got upset with Dennis Schroeder because Dennis Schroeder called him the N-word and Kyrie took offense to that. Um, myself, I am black. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I say the N-word when I'm talking to my friends, my family, all that. It's kind of like uh, a saying of endearment, like a greeting, like when I'm talking to my friends and all of that. So, um, like, I, I, but I also understand why Kyrie would say that because it, it can be a, a word that has a lot of meaning behind it for a lot of different people. And if Kyrie only wants people that are, that he's close to calling him that, then you can't really blame him for that. Like I, I've seen like Shannon Sharp kind of on, on, and like Skip Bayless, not even Skip Bayless, cause Skip knows to stay far away from anything that has to do with that. But like Shannon Sharp kind of saying like, it's weird that Kyrie doesn't want to be called the N word, even though he said it before. Um, he, he's well within his right to say it. he is a black man and uh i just feel like it's up to him who he wants saying it to him you know like like i said that word means a lot of things to a lot of different people and uh it also carries a lot of pain behind it depending on who's saying it so if Kyrie doesn't want dennis schroeder saying it to him then he's well within his right to not want that and uh yeah i don't think he blew it out of proportion uh, i think he kind of blew out of proportion in the beginning of it before he called him the n-word like i think he could have just like dropped it but Kyrie had already been having a rough night and and just from there things just kind of snowballed so Kyrie gets ejected Dennis Schroeder apparently waves goodbye I haven't seen it on film or like on tape or anything but the refs say he waves goodbye they bounced him for that <laughs> and then just like that the Nets are without Kyrie and the Lakers are without Dennis Schroeder um I feel like the Nets were just kind of caught way off guard once Kyrie got ejected. I feel like they would have been more equipped to handle a KD ejection, if that makes sense. Like, if KD would have been the one to get ejected, I think the Nets still could have battled back just because they were without a primary playmaker whatsoever. Like, KD had eight turnovers. He's still getting his legs back under him. The Nets have had Kyrie or Harden or the two of them in most of their games leading up to this game. So to just lose one flat out, to lose both of them flat out, obviously took a toll on them. Uh, I say they would have been better off to better equipped to handle losing KD because they've become accustomed to playing without him over these past like two and a half months not having KD so you know they kind of just fall back into that rhythm uh K's out again you know we're just gonna play like how we've been playing but losing Kyrie and not having Harden to kind of take over that primary playmaking duty uh really took a toll on them and I think that Obviously, when you lose someone of that caliber of a player of Kyrie, like you're not just going to be able to to make up that production, especially on the fly like that, not coming into the game knowing he's not going to be playing. So, um, yeah, I just think they just kind of got caught off guard. Uh, KD came out said they got punched in the mouth and they just couldn't couldn't you know reciprocate. And like I agree, I think that the Lakers just kind of had more hunger, had more fight after the game. Dennis Schroeder said it was their best win of the season. And, you know, I, I think the Lakers, this meant more to the Lakers than it did to the Nets, which is fine. Uh, they had been reeling. They don't have two of their their two best players, really. And they're fighting for a, to not be in the play-in tournament, whereas the Nets really aren't in any danger of, of, of dropping down to, to make it into that play-in tournament. So the, the Lakers needed this win way more than the Nets did. Uh, the Nets, like I said, were not equipped to handle Kyrie going out. Uh, KD was on a minutes restriction. Just looking at the box score, uh, Marky Morris had 20 points. 
Uh, Andre Drummond was kind of the story of this one. He had 20 and 11 on 8 of 15 shooting in just 22 minutes. He kind of just dominated LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, which which can be understandable. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is 6'11". He's 35 years old. He's 250 pounds. Andre Drummond is 6'10". He's 27 years old, almost 10 years, almost a decade younger than LaMarcus Aldridge, and he's 280 pounds. And... You might think 30 pounds, it doesn't sound like that much, but you, I, I'm guessing like I'm 150 pounds. If I'm taking an elbow to the chest or just having to take a bodying from someone that's 180 pounds, I'm feeling that. I don't know about y'all. Y'all might be some muscle men, muscle women listening to this podcast, but I can assure you I am not. So if I'm taking a 180 pound man into straight up my chest, I know that that's going to hurt. That's going to sting. So uh, I don't I don't blame Andre Drum. I mean, I don't blame uh, LaMarcus Aldridge for getting cooked. Um, and like the net, the, the Lakers were very clearly trying to impose the whole, like, Oh, too small, too little. You saw Andre Drummond make that, that gesture multiple times throughout the game. And, uh, I think that is a matchup problem for the Nets when it comes to the Lakers. They're a big team. That's how they won the chip last year, being bigger, being stronger than everyone else. They also have probably the best small ball lineup in basketball because AD is probably the best small ball five you can have. I mean, unless you're putting KD at this five in small ball, in which obviously he's the best small ball five you can have. But just in terms of like defensive versatility and on the offensive end, I think AD is probably the best small ball five you can have. LeBron's probably the best small ball four you can have. And so that gives teams a lot of problems because if you try and go small, uh, you're not going to beat the Lakers because they have one of the best, if not the best, small ball lineups in the league. And if you try and go big, they have guys like Andre Drummond, like Mark Gasol, that can you know get their hands dirty on the defensive end and and be a presence in the paint as well as Anthony Davis and LeBron James. LeBron's probably one of the best backside, weak side help defenders in the league, and uh, Anthony Davis is obviously a defensive tank. So good luck with that. But um. That being said, that's why I feel like a, a series against the Lakers and the Nets is going to be so entertaining because you're going to be seeing constant, like it's going to be a game of chess between Frank Vogel and Steve Nash and those two coaching staffs because uh, I doubt the Lakers are going to come into it running Anthony Davis at the five. Uh, that's probably going to be one of their big counters and the Nets are going to know that. Steve Nash is going to know that. And so they're going to have a counter to that. Uh, the way that like, obviously the, the Lakers are a big team. And so sure, you can send Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis at our chest, like AD guard like KD guarding AD is obviously a mismatch so you can send him up our chest like Lakers might get easy layups but then we coming back on the offensive end of the court and good luck having AD guard KD running through pin downs running through down screens running around like guarding KD on the perimeter like good luck with that they're gonna have LaMarcus Aldridge five out on the perimeter having Andre Drummond have to guard the three so the paint's gonna be open good luck having Andre Drummond guard anyone on the perimeter <laughs> so I, I feel like it's gonna be good good matchups good counters between both coaching staffs when it comes to the Lakers and the Nets. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think the Lakers are more equipped to handle the Nets counter than the than the Nets are to handle the Lakers counter. But then again, the Nets have more overall talent on their team, so it might not matter. The Nets might just outscore the Lakers tit for tat. And so that's why I think it could be a really, really, really good series. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, and yeah, just on the, on, on the net side of things. Oh, also Ben McLemore just went absolutely nuts in the second half, man was six of 12 from the field, five of 10 from three had a 
uh, uh, 17 points, which I, which was a bench high. Um, I think it was like Ben McLemore's second or third game when the Lakers, he came out firing on all cylinders. And uh, yeah, he, he's one of those guys that can get hot in a hurry, but he shouldn't be a regular contributor in the Lakers on him when they're all healthy. And uh, we'll see what happens. I doubt he does that in a in a finals matchup against the Lakers and the Nets. Uh, on on the net side of things, KD he was eight of seventeen from the field in twenty four minutes. He had eight turnovers, twenty two points, five assists, seven rebounds. Didn't play great. Uh, Jeff Green only had six points. Joe Harris only had six points. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge five of eight from the field. Uh, he had 12 points. He did not attempt a single three. And uh, Kyrie, in the 21 minutes he played, he was 6 of 11 from the field, 2 of 5 from three, and had 18 points uh, and four rebounds. No assists, though. Then off the bench, Blake Griffin was 0 for 3 from the field. He had two points, both of which being on free throws. He had two assists and one block. I'm going to need a little bit more play out of Blake Griffin, a little bit better play, more consistent play out of Blake Griffin. Uh, I know how talented he is. I'm just not really seeing that translate on the court as much as I would like. But I feel like it's a learning game. It's a learning process for him being in that bench role, only playing a limited amount of minutes. He's going to have to learn how to make those minutes count. Whereas the situations he's used to coming from, he's used to playing 30 minutes a game and being able to make some mistakes and kind of make up for them later in the game. He's going to have to learn how to make the most out of the minutes that he's playing. And uh, I feel like that'll come with time. I can definitely see a Blake Griffin revenge game, or not a Blake Griffin revenge game, but like a signature Blake Griffin game coming in the playoffs where he might just drive a triple-double or something crazy like that. Bruce Brown played 27 minutes at five points. And uh, yeah, Chris Chioza and Landry Shaman also played 27 and 23 minutes respectfully. And uh, yeah, the, the Nets kind of just got mollywopped in this one, but that's okay. You know, we bounced back. Uh, our next game was against the Timberwolves. It was actually postponed because of the loss of uh, or or the untimely, unfair, unjustice, unjustified, I guess, um, loss of Dante Wright. Uh, I just want to send my condolences to his mother. He had a one and a half year old son and my condolences to the rest of his family. Uh, I'm a black man. And like I said previously on the pod and like this always hits things like this continue to happen. And it's so sad. It continues to hit home for me. Uh, just a personal story. Like when this when my mom got the news of Dante, right, like she immediately called me. I came home. She just like she just wanted to hug me. Like she that's all she wanted to do was hug me because that that could have been me, you know, like and for her to see his mother, like he, he called his mother as he was passing away. Like that's just incredibly sad, all because uh, apparently. Apparently the officer thought she was firing her taser, but was in fact firing her gun, which ended up killing him. Uh, she's resigned from being a police officer, but just I, I just feel like how are we supposed to, to the people that we're supposed to trust to protect us? This officer was apparently uh, in on duty for at least 25 years. Uh, obviously, she she should have gone through. She should go through some type of training if you're on the job for 25 years. I'm sure she did. And so, how are we supposed to trust these people that are supposed to protect us, supposed to to, to keep us safe? To, when you don't even know the difference between your gun and your taser like what type of trust can i put in you if you don't know if that simple difference which you would think you would know you feel me and so uh yeah just just kind of my raw emotions on the topic uh, another unjust killing of a black man a black person a person of color uh and and just it, it's a super sad situation and like i said i wish the the best uh may i put 
Dante Wright's mother, his 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 son, his entire family in my prayers. And uh, I just hope like even when you think about for his son, like he uh, uh, one and a half years old. Like I don't remember anything from when 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 I was one and a half years old. So his son is going to have to grow up without a father. And like because someone didn't know the difference between their taser and their gun, like that's just crazy to me. And it's just like I can't keep talking about it because it's it's so, so infuriating. And, uh, yeah, I'm just that that's why the Nets versus Timberwolves got postponed. They did end up playing the game, uh, though, and the Nets kind of just ran away with things. Uh, Chris Chioza and Nick Claxton entered the starting lineup, uh, with because the Nets were highly undermanned. <laughs> uh, they were missing, uh, James Harden, Kyrie, and Lamarcus Aldridge all out. So, Chris Chioza and Nick Claxton were starting. Uh, they're the 17th and 18th different players to appear in the starting five for the Nets in just 54 games. They've used 32 different combinations. So <laughs> that's crazy when you really think about it. In 54 of the Nets games, they have used 32 different starting lineup combinations. Like that's just a testament. And they've had an incredible season. So one, that's a testament to the coaching staff. That's a testament to all the guys on the roster just staying ready and being able to to come in at a, mo- a moment's notice and kind of leave their mark on the game and uh just kind of a testament to to how ready and how you know 10 toes down this this Nets uh team is which is why they could win a championship um Carl Anthony Towns didn't play for the Timberwolves because it was the uh the one-year anniversary of his mother's death due to COVID-19 so once again condolences to Cat and his family I 100% do not blame him for playing for not playing on this day uh one the Timberwolves don't really have anything to play for and even if they did Cat uh, has been one of the players, or not even one of the players, but one of the uh, celebrities or someone with a platform who's been struck the most by COVID-19. And so him not playing on the anniversary, I don't even want to say anniversary, because typically when you say anniversary, it kind of like implies that it's like good things. Like usually when someone's wedding anniversary or their like relationship anniversary, but like just the one year, you know, it's been one year since Kat's mom's passed and, you know, he decided to sit this game out and spend time with his family, which is completely understandable. Um, and yeah. The Nets jumped ahead by 23 points in the second quarter, and they just literally never looked back. Like, it was just wraps from the beginning. They came out with some fire. Uh, KD had the best game that he's had in a very long time. He had 31 points in 27 minutes. Uh, it's very clear that this man is the the second best, if not the best player on the planet. Easily a top three basketball player on the planet. And uh, games like this show you why. He continues to show you why. He was a plus 32, uh, 11 for 15 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. He's just flat out unguardable. There's not a soul on the planet that can limit KD. Uh, Jeff Green, 7 points in 19 minutes. Nick Claxon, 6 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, no turnovers, 3 of 4 from the field. Played very, very well. Joe Harris was on fire tonight. 5 of 8 from 3, 8 of 12 from the field in a team-high 29 minutes. Uh, No one on the Nets team played 30 minutes, which is a testament to uh, how ready their guys are. And, uh, yeah, Joe Harris had 23 points. And then Chris Chioza, like I said, came into the starting lineup. He had no turnovers. He was a plus 17. He only had four points, but he impacted the game in other ways. He had a block. He had five assists, two rebounds. Like I said, no turnovers, no fouls. Uh, he, He was just doing a lot of things right on the court, even though his shot wasn't particularly falling that night. Uh, Blake Griffin, another rough one from him. He played 24 minutes. He was 0 of 6 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3. He had four rebounds, two assists, one steal, negative 5. 
plus minus. And uh, like I said before, Blake's just going to have to kind of ease into it and learn how to make the most of his minutes. I think better days are ahead for Blake. I see a lot of people calling him trash. Oh, the, the Nets, Blake Griffin was such a good signing, right? Being sarcastic. Uh, I think Blake Griffin's going to turn it around. He's too talented not to at the end of the day. And uh, I'm always going to bet on talent. And uh, yeah, Blake Griffin, I think better days are ahead for him for sure. Elise Johnson just got that uh, multi, that actual multi-year contract. So shout out to him. He had two points. Reggie Perry, uh, he was scoreless in three minutes. He was all of two from the field. And then Bruce Brown, our guy off the bench, he had tw- um, nine and 12 rebounds, three assists, three steals. Uh, a plus 22. He was off two from the field before 15 from, from, you know, he was off two from three before 15 from the field. He took the second most. And actually, he tied KD for most shots taken on the entire team. So shout out to Bruce Brown letting that thing fly. I feel it. DeAndre Jordan played 21 minutes. So him and Nick, Nick Claxton played 21 minutes each. DeAndre Jordan was five of five from the field. He had 13 points, seven rebounds, two assists. And uh, he also had two personal fouls and a block as well. So shout out to DeAndre Jordan. TLC, 24 minutes, four of 11 from the field, nine points, six rebounds. TLC was one for five from three. The man, say what you want about the man. He might have missed that wide open layup to, to ice the game about a month and a half, two months ago. But he lets that thing fly. So shout out to TLC and the Landry Sherman came off the bench. He was on fire. 19 points off the bench, which was the third leading scorer on the team in 26 minutes. 7 of 12 from the field. 5 of 9 from 3. Uh, the, they also, the Nets also played really good defense. Uh, even though the Timberwolves were without Cat, they still had Anthony Edwards, D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell. Shout out to D'Lo, my favorite player. Nets legend, Brooklyn legend. Um, D'Lo had 20 points on 5 of 12. Sh- I mean, 20 min- he played 20 minutes. He had 15 points on 5 of 12 shooting. Uh, he's still coming off the bench for the Timberwolves as he's kind of working his way back from an injury. And then Anthony Edwards, uh, who most people are projecting to be Rookie of the Year, depending on whether or not LaMelo comes back. He had a team-high 27 points, but uh, it was... Pretty inefficient, 33 minutes, 8 of 22, 2 of 11 from the field. A lot of his points came at the line. He was 9 of 22 from the free throw line, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and a turnover as well. He was a negative 39, which was the uh, the, the lowest on the entire Timberwolves team. He doesn't play much defense, and he's inefficient on offense at this point. And we limited the Timberwolves to under 100 points. So that's a win in both the win column and outside of it because whenever you can limit a team to under 100 points you can be happy whether they had their best player or not I do not care I'm chalking that up as a W and uh so yeah just kind of going ahead and looking at the rest of the net schedule uh they, they don't have too hard of a schedule upcoming uh, as we kind of end out the season they play the 76ers which is going to be a tough one for them it's kind of basically the two best teams in the east right now uh when you look at the standings the 76ers are the one seed well they're, they're tied with the nets for the one seed both teams are 37 and 17 uh, which is crazy the uh it, the game itself is uh at the 76ers so just a, a little bit of insight into that home the 76ers are 20 and 5 the 76ers are always such a better home team than they are on the road like it's crazy at home they're 20 and 5 on the road they're 17 and 12 so they're very susceptible on the road uh and very successful at home uh and like i said this is going to be a, a road game for the nets the nets are actually 15 and 10 away 
So uh, I could see the 76ers taking this one, but it's a very important game in, term, in, uh, in terms of standings. And you know the 76ers want that home court advantage all throughout the playoffs. So uh, they're going to be gunning for this one. And so should the Nets, honestly. After the 76ers matchup, they play the Hornets, which should be a win. They play the Heat, which will also be a really good matchup. And then they play the Pelicans, the Raptors, the Celtics, which could be also an important matchup. The Suns, which should be a great matchup. The Raptors and the Pacers, the Blazers. like The Nets have got a couple of, of nice little matchups coming up here, but then they end out the season Bulls, Spurs, Bulls, Cavs. Those are their last four games, so they should be able to, to, to win all four of those games, hopefully just win out, and hopefully the 76ers will be struggling so we can get that one seed. Uh, the game before that is a game against the Nuggets, who unfortunately just lost Jamal Murray for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. And uh, so, yeah, they're going to be adjusting that. The Nuggets uh, might be reeling by then, and the Nets might be able to win that but like i said that's going to be an important game for the nuggets as they try and solidify their spot in the playoffs and uh yeah that's that's kind of going to do it for this episode i hope you guys enjoyed i know it was a shorter one but uh got to get my boy hunter on here it's it's so it's so weird not going back and forth with someone but i hope you guys enjoyed listening to just me if you enjoyed listening to just me i do have my own podcast it's called the run it up podcast if you guys haven't listened uh you can find it on spotify you can find it on apple Podcasts as well give it a listen uh leave that rating and review if you rock with it if not i understand anyway uh you can follow me on twitter at naji adams underscore the pod on Twitter is at HoopBallNets. Hunter is at Hunter underscore JKR on Twitter. Even though he wasn't in the pod, I still got to get my boy with that plug. And before we get up out of here, let me give a huge, huge shout out to our guys over at Manscaped. Uh, you know, there's there's so much to say about Manscaped. I hope you guys enjoyed the one from last time, but uh, Hunter's not here for me. So I'm going to have to do this thing all by my lonesome. And so kind of getting into it, I have an important question to ask you, and I need your honest answer. I know I can't hear you, but answer in your head for me. Is there anything better than the fresh mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day of MLB? I don't think there is, to be honest. That's that's my answer. Like I said, answer in your head. Let me know on Twitter. Leave it in the, the, the iTunes reviews. I don't know. How about fresh? Freshly groomed balls. Our sponsors at Manscaped, the global leader in below-the-waist grooming, by the way, are here to help you strike out your bush for good. It's a whole new balls game, folks, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code HOOPBALL20 at Manscaped.com. You can get the Lawnmower 3.0. They also have a... Uh, the Perfect Package 3.0, which will also come with Crop Reviver and Crop Preserver, which is a ball deodorant and ball toner. Uh, and Take it from me. They smell incredible. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I, you, they have my seal of approval. So if that means anything to you, go cop the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. You get 20% off and free shipping with code HOOPBALL20 at Manscaped.com. Baseball's back. Don't let your pubes get out of whack. I got bars over here. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the HoopBall Nets podcast. Next time, it'll be me and Hunter on here. We'll catch you guys later. This has been a HoopBall presentation. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.